What's up, guys? Welcome back to reality. It's your co-host, Brandon and Lily, coming at you with the eighth episode of Back to Reality, the very first one without a Listen to Your Heart episode to review. However, we have a very special guest from Listen to Your Heart season one, Gabe Baker, with us today, and we're so excited. This man is literally a jack of all trades. Should we just give them a little bit of insight on all he has done in his life so far? I mean, far? It's, it's incredible. So... I don't even know where to begin. He was a college football athlete at Rice University. D1. He, uh, yeah, D1, thank you. <laughs> he uh, was a contestant on American Ninja Warrior. Also a contestant on The Ultimate Beastmaster, which is on Netflix. Yeah, what else has he done? He's got his, he's obviously a, a very talented musician, very talented singer. Plays a lot of instruments. I mean, he has his own music out. He has his own blog where he's a really talented writer. He's a civil engineer. Strong man in his faith, active in his church and his community. The point is, there's not much that Gabe doesn't do, but you can also hear something that he doesn't do well uh, if you tune in to, to this interview. Uh, we have Gabe Baker here today with us from season one of Listen to Your Heart, and we are super, super excited to chat with him today. Gabe, how are you doing? How are you handling quarantine? Hey guys, I'm doing really great. I'm definitely grateful to be able to jump on and chat with you guys today. Um, I'm doing pretty good during quarantine. I typically tell people, like, I feel like I'm just super grateful to be in such a secure place. You know, there's a lot of people not doing doing very well. So doing the best I can. Yeah, that's all we can ask for. I mean, one of the reasons we were super excited to kind of have you on and, and really grateful for the opportunity to speak with you is because from night one of listen, or of watching the show, Listen to Your Heart, uh, that very first package that we saw of you, uh, you kind of really stood out to us. You seemed really down to earth, and obviously your faith was a really big part of your life, uh, which was something that, that jumped out to us as well. So we'd love to hear a little bit about, um, you know, a brief overview of your journey and how you got to actually being on Listen to Your Heart and playing music in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people. Sure. All right. Um, let's see, where do I start? So I'm, I'm a Texas native, uh, Texas to the, to the core, man. Uh, born in Dallas, grew up in San Antonio. Um, once I graduated high school in 2010, I moved out to Houston uh, for college. I went to, went to Rice University here in Houston. Uh, I was grateful to get a, a football scholarship uh, to, to, to jump on the team at Rice. And so that was a, an incredible adventure just to jump into college. And I guess if I could take a slight step back into just my, my upbringing in San Antonio, I, I grew up in a very, um, very musical, very fun loving, really just uh, lots of support and love kind of family uh, from my parents. I'm the youngest of three, uh, older brother, eldest sister. And, you know, we did everything together. My parents were full time in the Christian ministry. They had uh, spent previous years literally across seas planning churches and different things. So that was uh, a huge just basis for the environment that our, that our house was in. Just a lot of love, a lot of, a lot of just shared responsibility of how we're going to just be, be together. But, but they gave us a lot of incredible, just, I'd say just freedom just to be ourselves and explore interests in terms of just hobbies and sports. And so uh, my dad and both my parents are both athletic as well as their musical uh, and so me and my brother, we would go to out. To, my dad was a ran professional track. And so we'd go out to the track with him. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and so that started a, that jump into to sports, honestly, for me and my brother. Uh, my sister was doing some sports and not as much as us. So playing soccer, did gymnastics, uh, what else? Basketball, ran summer track. And 
So literally just hopping around doing things. And then the music aspect for me jumped in around in the fourth grade. Um, and I picked up the cello. Um, and my older brother played the upright bass. My sister played the violin. And so that was just an interest. And I was grateful to do it. It was like one of those things. I had some good friends in elementary school that were also in the little orchestra that we had there. So I jumped in and uh, was grateful to keep it going. I, I started playing the cello then and played all through middle school, throughout high school, alongside playing sports, which was a, a, a unique situation. I was grateful for like just the support from my family, but also just like teachers that allowed me just to, to, to juggle both things. And so that is a bit of the end point into music for me through that realm. And then it kind of dovetails into singing for church worship and my brother went to school for music, so he's a great musician. And he's kind of been my music mentor through the years, helping me know how to sing. I sang in a little barbershop quartet with him in high school, which was super, super rad. And so literally, like, little pockets of, like, music along the way. And then, you know, the show was, man, completely left field. Um, there's a lot of deep story into kind of the, the context in which I need to sign in to go on the show. But I will say, you know, I was never fully in a personal position to want to jump into music until I got on the show. Um, and so literally being in the show, being around everyone really inspired me. Like, yeah, I actually got some stuff that I can really go for and, and develop in my artistry and songwriting. And so that is uh, a bit of a snapshot of things. That's awesome. I mean, you are literally a jack of all trades is what it sounds like you've had <laughs> really awesome, diverse experience. Um, and that's super cool that you're, your parents are in the Christian ministry. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Crew before. Um, yeah, I know Crew. They do mm-hmm. inner city stuff, student ministry. My family is really involved in um, some of the different aspects of Crew in Jacksonville. So definitely oh, awesome to to have a family in the ministry and have that strong support system for your faith. So mm-hmm. that's really awesome. But yeah. not only that, they're musical too. So you, you were really blessed. <laughs> I, I always tell people like, I don't, I have no control. I had no control over like how really grateful and how privileged I was to have such parents who were just able to give us so much and teach us so many things. So yeah, definitely, definitely blessed. Absolutely. So outside of your parents, uh, sticking on the music theme, uh, who are some of your biggest musical influences? Oh man. Okay. I have lots. So this (laughs) is one of those questions that through the years I'm like, okay, how do I prepare to give an answer that I really like? Um, So my biggest probably my biggest musical influence is Bill Withers. You've heard Bill Withers, Lean On Me, all these great songs. So from a songwriting standpoint and definitely um, just a style genre standpoint, he inspires me a lot. Um, huge Stevie Wonder fan. My, my grandfather actually is a, is, was an incredible jazz musician. Um, and he introduced myself and my siblings into the classic, you know, those crooners, uh, great American songbook singer. So the Sinatra's, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, getting into Michael Buble, all these guys, um, a huge, huge influence in terms of just like the heart in which they sing with and the type of song stylistically was a great influence for me as well. And then I then I love uh, big fan like John Mayer, Coldplay, Muffin Sons, Bonnie Vare. Um, I think I said Stevie Wonder. Um, Oh man, Sam Cooke. So there's a lot of, it's kind of a lot of different influences. Um, and so this kind of influences, I guess, my, I guess, self-defined genre of like soul folk, 
I kind of call it soul, soul music, if you will. So that's the, 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 <laughs> the direction I'm trying to go in, which is cool. That's awesome. Can you give us a song that you've had on repeat in quarantine or a few songs if you can't pick one? A song that I've had on, on repeat. Uh, you know, I've actually been jamming out to a lot of the, I know this is just a plug to my listen to your heart cast, <laughs> but I literally have been listening to a lot of their songs. So like uh, Rudy's song, um, Hate LA is absolutely fire. And if you hadn't listened to her song, you guys need to listen to it. Um, and I'm taking a quick look at my Spotify <laughs> because I listen to a lot of songs very regularly. And I gotta listen to like my recently played stuff. Um, well, Rudy's, there's a, there's Rudy's a good start because yeah. everything she Rudy's does. Good, yeah. Me, so. Oh yeah, we can we can we can leave it at that. So <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, one of Dan, Dan, Danny Padilla. He actually put together a Spotify playlist with uh, just all the songs that or songs from people in the cast that have, they put out on Spotify. So that's a good reference point as well. People want to check that out. <laughs> For sure. That's cool. And then, so just kind of, you know, you talked about your background. You obviously talked a lot about music. Um, we were looking on your website and, you know, you've got like this blog going on. You've got uh, your professional career. You've got all this stuff going on. You, uh, you're you big into fitness. We saw you're on American Ninja Warrior. You're on the Netflix show. <laughs> I know, I know. So Gabe, I got to ask you, man, what is there that you're not good at? What can't you do? Oh, man, the list, the list is long. The list uh, is long. I promise, I promise. Um, one thing that I've really been wanting to get into, and it's kind of an ironic, so my last name is Baker, but I don't really bake. And it's been a sad thing. I'm like, man, I got to start baking and quarantine is the best time to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. So have you, uh, have you dabbled in the kitchen at all? Are you trying to, trying to get that? Or is that just a thought right now? Or have you kind of put that it, in action yet? It's, it's a, a belabored thought. Yes. And <laughs> my, my, my excuse that I lean on is that. I lived on campus during college and I had food provided for me all the time. And then I, I live with my parents and they were just so loving and they fed me and they didn't give me the opportunity to cook for myself. No. That's but, awesome. Uh, Gabe Baker, not the baker. <laughs> not the baker. I know. I'm, I'm changing that. That's going to change. Soon. That's cool. Okay. So kind of transitioning into some questions about listen to your heart. Had, had you ever watched the bachelor franchise before this kind of came into fruition for you? You know, I actually never watched it. Um, and I, I mean, being in an American, in the, in the U.S., and well aware of American culture, you know of the series and the franchise and the nature of the shows and it's to an extent. But yeah, I, I never really sat down to watch uh, the show. Sure. That's yeah. kind of weird. No, it's, no, no, no. it actually actually makes a lot of sense. And we kind of got that vibe from watching the show from not just you, but from multiple people as well. And something we were really curious about. Matt with the Chris Hansen. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's funny. But, uh, you know, we, um, you know, we're curious how, you know, if you can explain a little bit how you said that it came kind of out of left field. So how exactly yeah. did you end up on the show? Were you recruited? Did you seek it out? Did someone contact you? How'd that happen? Yeah, so I had a profile on just a casting call site, um, and I got reached out to just by an ABC producer um, in last fall. And it was kind of, again, it was out of the blue, definitely something that I wasn't of mind to be to, to pursue at all. Um, but they said, "Hey, we got this new, you know, music dating show uh, on ABC Primetime uh, coming out. If you want to hear more about, it, let us know." And I was like. You know, my, my general philosophy when it comes to just opportunities that come into my life, like, hey, I, I never try to completely shut it off until I, you know, see see it for what it is and see if it's something that aligns with me because 
you never know kind of what God brings in your life for certain reasons to lead to certain things. And so that's where I was at. And so it was, um, I'll, 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 sum, I'll summarize a bit of the context that made it even more left field for me around it in the sense at the time, actually, my, my family had been going through this a challenge, really, really challenging time with my brother's health. He had some really, really challenging mental health situations, um, still going through it, and along with my mom's health, who she'd been battling through, at the time, uh, stage four cancer. And so, literally, like, my focus was not, like, anything in the realm of, like, oh, TV show. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, again, and just through that process, I'm like, okay, now, why is something so weighty? way beyond me as far as I understand is coming to me. And it was such a, it was a new show, a, a very in, intriguing thing. I never thought I'd get into music, but it's a music show like, Oh, wow. So I was, there's all these different things. I was like, man, I think it'd be worth the, the, the risk, if you will, to explore it. That's awesome. Um, so something that we talk about in general is a lot of, um, you know, Christians that we've seen on the show before, they they typically stand up for their morals. And a lot of times there's this connotation of, um, you know, just how, how the show may be perceived to some. Did you yeah. feel any like conflicts with that, with your faith going on to the show? I, I did feel some, some conflicts with the nature of the show, with, I, I, you know, what different standards when it comes to relationships and, and the way you pursue them. And I guess the, the, the conflicts that did, that was there honestly was just kind of the optics of the environment versus, cause, cause the environment is only the environment based on how people navigate it, you know? And so I, I wasn't afraid about how I would navigate it, but in the sense of how I could be associated to the optics of it. And so that, that kind of came a, a little bit to fruition in terms of conversations with people along the way about, about, you know, Gabe, why did you choose to go on the show? What is these different things, you know? Um, but again, I, I was, I was grateful for the, for the way, for the production and their, their conversations with me, because I was very frank with like, Hey, these are my anxieties, my worries about the show, uh, as it pertains to me and what I, and how I, how I really pursue living my life when it comes to dating and relationships. And, you know, they, they definitely assured me like, Hey, you know, we don't, we want you to be fully yourself, you know, conviction standards, all these things. And, uh, the goal is to not make you do anything you don't want to do, but just to create authentic relationships and connections, you know? And so I think that was the thing that was, that was encouraging for me to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with going on, you know, the blind date, even though it's on national TV, <laughs> but yeah. And just being myself and showing love. And if something connects in terms of compatible with the, the standards I do have with relationships and it does, and if it doesn't, it doesn't just there to, to make the most of the, the environment. Yeah, that's a cool perspective. And, you know, so for fans of the show and the franchise like ourselves and like a lot of our listeners, um, you know, we're very, you know, the the premise of Listen to Your Heart being that it was the Bachelor world and you're hoping to make a romantic connection, but as well as throw in this musical component uh, as well and maybe strengthen that connection as well. There's also two different maybe intentions or goals for contestants on the season. So what was your ultimate goal going into it? I know you had mentioned that music was maybe a secondary thought. So is that what you were, what you were thinking going into it? Yeah, you know, I definitely was motivated by the music prospect. And I think to be able to um, just be in, be in a house with a bunch of musicians is, is a really rare thing to do, especially in such a, like a, everyone's on the same page, objectives, like expectations of things. So that was exciting. And 
I, I love collaborating with others as well. So I was like, that's dope. And especially with this idea of like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the place of wanting to find love. So, you know, it seems like two really good aspects of things that I really am open to and, and enjoy doing. And so that's, those two were, were exciting prospects. Awesome. So then getting into some of the specifics on your time at Listen to Your Heart, we've gone through a little bit of the recruiting process for you, your motivations. Then the show starts. And let me just say, we were just heartbroken whenever you left week two. Every week we were like, we want to see more of Gabe. Why aren't they showing more of Gabe? We were, we were upset. We wanted to see you sing. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Um, but how many days were you actually on the show? So um, we were there, you know, the, the show covers a couple weeks, so a few weeks of the, the, the entire duration of the show. I think it's, to my understanding, maybe similar to the time frame of a Bachelor in Paradise kind of time frame. Um, and so I was there for maybe, maybe about half of the experience, if you were a little less than half or so. And so, yeah, the, the, it, goes, it goes by pretty quickly, but it also seems like a long time when you're there. Definitely. And yeah. it seems that it was pretty evident that, uh, when you left, it was clear that you had made connections, you know, friendships and, and really strong ones at that. Um, so, you know, how did that come about? Like, what was kind of your social standing within the house? And what was really the overall house dynamic that you found kind of found and find, finding your spot in? Mm -hmm. So obviously, I think everyone should be aware that you're in this house and you're really closed off in the world, right? And so you're there and the stand the expectations of the experience are set and so all you all you kind of have the ability to do is just talk and connect with people and so what that leads to is like having just like really deep life talks and really you searching yourself in the conversations and trying to be honest and trying to be just yourself like navigating even the pressure of the cameras and the microphones and and so it's an interesting space to explore like really honestly and intentionally like creating relationships that hopefully can result in something more than just a platonic thing, right? And so um, the camaraderie is probably the biggest thing that I think most all of us will probably say that we so loved and enjoyed. Um, it kind of became like, we definitely became like a, a strong little family in the space. And we had a lot of jam sessions and uh, different things just to, yeah, as musicians would, right? And so there's a lot, yeah, there's just a lot of space and time just to have these really deep and kind of intimate conversations with people. How did you adjust to being on camera like 24 seven? Mm. Um, I think I did the best I could. It was, <laughs> it was very, I was very uncomfortable and I think it's impossible to not be uncomfortable uh, because you know, who else, no one's ever going to do that. It's a very, very small population of people in the entire world. <laughs> that will ever be in a space like that. So it's just not what you normally experience in the world on, on a daily day basis. And so I did the best I could. I definitely was aware of to an extent of what I was getting myself into and like, okay, I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling awkward. I'm feeling weird, <laughs> but you know, we're in this together kind of thing, you know? So I think even having each other there and us having that shared awkward feelings and uncomfortable yeah. feelings was it's, it's uh, it brings some solidarity to help you get through it. Would you say that was the most difficult part of being on the show or was there another aspect that you find most challenging? For me, I'd say that was probably the most challenging part. Um, mm -hmm. I think this working just to be honest and be myself and not feel too pressured. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, I wasn't worried about not 
being myself. I think it was, I really wanted to be as comfortable as I could because, you know, you want to put your, your best foot out there in a sense and like give them who, whoever, obviously the nation, uh, a, an honest picture of who you are. Right. And so the only way that I've known that I could do that is when I'm comfortable. Right. And so right. that was my goal and it was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did my best. I did my best. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So something I've been wondering, and I asked, I kept like asking myself watching the show was it is so weird when you go on the bachelor it's like this dating script you almost have. Like people say things like I'm falling in love. Like you just start interrupting people and their conversations. And like the way you date is just so different. How, how are you adjusting to that? Is that just something natural you fall into or are there expectations? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you definitely kind of just adapt to it because again, none of us knew what it would be like and that there would be these different aspects of, Oh, can I, can I steal this person away? Can I do that? You know, that's, that's the thing you're like, Oh, you got to get used to that happening. And, uh, it, it is, yeah, it, it takes, it takes, yeah, a little time. And, and but once you're there, you kind of get like, just kind of zoned in like, okay, this is the, the nature of the environment. And then you kind of understand, okay, this is, you have to be as I think you, you got to be quote unquote kind of proactive, if you will, with your time with each other and, intentional in your conversations to to try to make the best effort that you can you know and so yeah it takes time to get used to that sure yeah that's obviously got to be a, a big adjustment <laughs> and it's funny because she literally says it every time we're watching it like I just I just have to know like and especially for someone like you said who never watched the show before it's like it's just something maybe you just get in that environment and it just clicks and you're like all right this is what I got to do right yeah but um yeah. another thing another thing we're curious about um, you know, unfortunately, like we said, we saw you go home after the second episode, didn't get to that point where we got to see you perform or really, um, you know, make that romantic connection. So outside in your real life, outside of listening to your heart, what is the type of woman that Gabe Baker looks for? Mm. You know, there, there's a lot of things I do look for. I'd say the, the biggest thing, um, along with, you know, you know, my, my, my faith being compatible with it, with their faith and kind of us running stride by stride together in that realm is, is knowing that that woman is someone that's going to, that's going to make me better. Right. Um, someone that really I admire for, for who they are and their confidence and knowing themselves. And then that is, is something that's like, Oh, wow. That like, almost like you, you kind of look up to them in a, in a way. Right. So they're, they're just like very confident and resolute who they are. And, and so that's something that really, it has a very strong impact on me and super attractive to me when I like really admire someone for the things that are not just for, not for what they do, but just for who they are mostly. Right. And you definitely seem like you have that like growth mindset mentality. So that definitely makes sense that you, you would look for that in a partner. Do you normally date musicians? I've never dated a musician before. Okay. Never. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, it's not that I'm not, I'm not open to it. Um, it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That just seemed like one of the things, you know, that was really kind of like the backbone of the show is like, okay, like we can find love, but now you got music on top of it as well. So let's see how strong this connection can really be. But that's, right. that's interesting. You say that um, yeah. another, you know, just to kind of wrap up your time on listen to your heart. Uh, so obviously, you know, you spent the time on there. You, you, you talked to us about your, your intentions and motivations. So just regarding the premise of the show, now that you've actually experienced it, one thing that I think the common public has a lot of questions about is, do you think you can actually fall in love while on the show? 
I was skeptical of that idea, even going in, that it is like possible to develop like that kind of depth of connection. But I'm more convinced that it is possible for sure. And I think it, it is a surprising thing. And it, it is mainly because I think even from, from the, you know, the nature, from how everyone typically navigates relationships, it, you take, it takes time, right? Time is the, is the thing. Um, time on the show is a lot, is, you know, a little more condensed. Uh, but then again, you're, you're limited in your distractions in the space. Um, and so what that does open up, it kind of expands and changes the way that you can emotionally connect with each other. Um, and so I think it definitely is possible to really grow and have a deep connection with someone. I'd say the next challenge to na- is, is really navigating maybe the, that emotional connection in the real world right? Because when you come out of that space, you're not, you know, you, you, you know, that space could make you feel different things or it could do, have an impact on you than it would have and you would navigate the normal life. So I think it definitely is possible. And I think even looking at someone like Chris and Gree, I think they have a really genuine and, and tight relationship that I think is a reflection of like the possibility to be able to connect with someone. Yeah, I think that was clear. And they, I feel like the producers do such a good job. Like you have so many people who share similar interests. You have so many just like extraordinary people in general, like yourself who have just done so many things um, that I can definitely see why it would be possible. It's almost like you get like the cream of the crop in this one space. And then like, you don't have your cell phone, like you don't have anyone else. And this is your one goal. So especially for people who come in with a goal and want to meet the objective, I would see like how you would just dedicate everything to that. So that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for that perspective. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's interesting because the produ- production team, I mean, they're, they're literally extreme experts. They've been doing it for, you know, over, over 15 years or so. Right. And so even in their process, I mean, they're very intentional and genuine to wanting to actually find people that could possibly connect and you can't control how people respond and connect to each other, but you can kind of do your best to even find people with commonalities and different things to my understanding. So that is really the honest objective of production to my understanding when it comes to casting. And so to your point of like really being able to pick choice people from this wide, wide pool uh, is, yeah, that's what they, that's what they, the goal is. Definitely. So obviously since the show was aired and since the show has stopped airing, we've been in a, uh, a very unprecedented time within, you know, obviously within our world. Um, so maybe you haven't felt the effects of it uh, much outside of, you know, the confines of your home, but how has your life changed after, after the airing of the show? You know, my life now um, has changed, I'd say in, in a really, really strong way. And the biggest thing I think I mentioned on the front end is that I've gotten some just really great clarity to shift my energy, time, resources, different things uh, into music. Um, and that's something I really, really didn't have front of mind going into the show um, in terms of just like where I'd like to go in the, in the coming months, years, if you will. And so honestly, that's kind of a big thing for me is like I've been, if you, if you were to watch, if you were to look at my, like my Instagram feed, at a certain point, you probably would see like a drastic shift in just like out content and output that all pertain to music. And that is literally kind of a reflection of like me really getting some awesome confidence and clarity of like, yeah, let me go for it. And that's kind of my goal when it comes to like being able to navigate life. I navigate, I think everyone navigates life out of the best place of clarity. And so 
whenever I get clarity to do something, I, I really try to go for it. And so this is kind of where I'm at post show. Is Bachelor in Paradise a potential for you? <laughs> I've gotten my question uh, <laughs> a decent amount. So when it, I, I will say in terms of reality TV shows overall, they're interesting, but they're not like my top of listing just to jump back into. Um, and so my very um, politically savvy response <laughs> is that any TV show or any kind of opportunity that does come my way, I really do my best to just evaluate, hey, is this something, would this add value to me? Like, is this something that's going to be constructive to what I want to accomplish, especially with relationships and especially with TV shows? I mean, even with this show, sure, you're on a platform, you get a lot of exposure. Um, I was more captivated by the opportunities to, to, to connect relationally and, and kind of musically than I was from just being on TV. Um, and sure, I think that it's kind of, they go hand in hand. And so I don't really like to go on shows just to be like, oh, I want to be on TV kind of thing. And so that's where I think about it. I ask those questions. Hey, is this actually going to add value to where I'd like to go and what I'd like to do? So Definitely. there you go. Well, <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great answer. We'd love to see you on there if it's worth anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I know great. the people as well. But, uh, you know, just to, just to kind of wrap up, just got a couple of minutes left here. But, um, you know, obviously we've talked about all the things that you're involved in and how music has, you know, become more of a more of a focus for you maybe outside of music or even including music as well what's what's really next for you it seems like you've got some things in the works you know looking at your website you've got the rift initiative which seems really interesting um mm -hmm. so like what what's something that maybe you want to direct some people towards um and give some attention towards that you're working on yeah i appreciate that um yeah so definitely the music thing has been 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 great so i have a lot of a lot of music projects i'm pumping out so on my social media instagram even on the website, you'll be able to kind of see regular updates there. And then um, I'm definitely continuing. I, I, I spend time writing a good amount. And so um, definitely the, the kind of Rift Initiative is kind of just this, it's this growing platform, if you will, for me just to be able to share a lot of this insights and different things that I feel like I've learned and hopefully can be beneficial to readers. And then um, I do I have a big heart just within the community organizing nonprofit space. And so um, and that's kind of, connects to where I work full time, but I think that's where I'm going to continue to head in terms of just that overall space of just finding ways to serve people. <laughs> yeah, well, we, yeah. we, we loved your new single butterflies. Oh, you, you. We've been streaming it. So everyone make sure you go plug that on Spotify um, and Apple music. I'm assuming where can, where can they yep. listen? Yeah, it's just about on every streaming platform you could you could think of. So um, yeah, butterflies, check it out. Thank you. We'll do awesome. Well, Gabe, that's all that's all we got for you today, man. We uh, can't thank you enough for hopping on and talking to us for a little bit. Uh, this has been uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, it's been really great meeting you. Yeah, thank you guys for the opportunity again. Uh, go Gators! Go, go Gators! Gators. <laughs> oh, go Owls! Right, that right sounds there. Go Owls! Shout out to you guys! Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. I'm a Tim Tebow fan, so there you go. Love it. Big Tim Tebow fans. <laughs> thanks, guys, for the opportunity. Thanks, yeah, Take thanks care, guys. man. Yeah, peace.